Welcome to the Shattered in the Beautiful podcast. I'm Jeannie Smith, an author, ministry leader, and biblical healing coach. But more importantly, I'm a wife and a mom, just like many of you. Listen, if you're looking for real, authentic talk, you've came to the right place. In this space, you will discover a friend who will connect with your heart as I share my own personal stories and cover many relatable topics. If your heart is hurting, no matter what your circumstances are, there is only one healer. I see you. God sees you. And through biblical content, I will teach you how to leave your pain in the past, receive the gift of whole healing, and soar into purpose. So, are you ready to be restored and become all God created you to be? We are going to trade those ashes for beauty. Let's jump into today's show. Grab your favorite coffee, journal, and Bible. It's time to dig in and unwrap your gift. Hey guys, welcome back. I'm Jeannie Smith. I have decided to circle back around and talk about grief again today. A couple reasons why. One, it is very relevant to the season that I am in right now. And I really want my messages always to be transparent and genuine so that it can help others. And two, the last episode that we did on grief within a 24-hour period had over 400 downloads. So what does that tell us? There is a huge amount of people suffering from grief and pain and most likely the loss of a loved one. So with that being said, we are going to roll out today's message and consider doing a series in the future. So today has been a tough day for me. I am battling grief and others I know are struggling as well. And so it could very well be the holiday season that we are in. But regardless, grief does not schedule an appointment with you. Nope no appointment. It just shows up unexpectedly and you never know when it's going to arrive. I have come to the conclusion that great loss is going to either transform you or destroy you, one or the other, but either way, loss never leaves you the same. No, you will never be the same again. So you have to begin a new life or you have to at least try to And you wonder what the new life is going to look like because you can't imagine life without the one you loved and the one you lost. Matter of fact, if you think on it too much, it becomes overwhelming and a little scary. So we have to learn to live in the present moment. And when we learn to live in the present, we will discover strength, peace, hope, and breath. My thoughts will try and race forward and I have to train them and restrain them to stay in the present moment, the present day. What gift do we find in the present? It's called grace. 2 Corinthians 12, 9 says, My grace is sufficient for you, for my power is made perfect in weakness. His grace is the only way we make it, and it is sufficient for each day. He knows exactly what we need. You know, grace is defined as simple elegance, a movement even. 
It is God's grace that moves us through our grief. It's also defined as goodwill or to credit someone something. Grace is the most important concept taught in the Bible. Scripture is filled with verses about God's grace, and even though it is not something we deserve, God is kind to us, and he wants the very best for our lives. So, simply put, the biblical definition of grace is an unmerited gift, unearned love, and divine favor of God. So, it is that grace is a beautiful word, and it is that grace sustains us each day. You know, the loss of my family members has made me feel like the most important link to my past was gone. It was like full chapters of my life story had been suddenly torn out. But then God's grace shows up. And this particular day, it showed up through just a link that someone sent to me that said, hey, check out this song. So it was a song by Katie Nicole and Big Daddy Weave titled, God is in the Story. And for some reason, I had never heard it, but man, how it ministered to me when I did. So I want you to think about your life right now as a book, a story, and listen to these lyrics. There's torn up pages in this book, words that tell me I'm no good. Chapters that define me for so long, but the hands of God's grace and endless love dusted me off and picked me up, told my heart that hope is never gone. God is in the story. God is in the details. Even in the broken parts, he holds my heart. He never fails. When I'm at my weakest, I will trust in Jesus. Always in the highs and lows. The one who goes before me, God is in the story. So if the storm you're walking through feels like it's too much and you wonder if he even cares at all, well, hold on tight to what you know. He promised he won't let you go. Your song of healing is written in his scars. If it reads like addiction, if it reads like disease, he's the one who frees the prisoner He's the healer of all things. If it reads like depression, if it reads broken home, he's the one who holds your sorrow. He won't leave you here alone. God is in the story. You're in this story. God is in my story right here in my story. Go check out that song today if you've never heard it. Hey, it may be your new fave. He is the author of our story. Hebrews 12.2 says, Looking unto Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith, who for the joy that was set before him endured the cross, despising the shame, and is set down at the right hand of the throne of God, the one that conquered all things and rules over all things, is the author of your story and my story. And when we choose him, the story ends well with eternity as our home. Loss causes you to reevaluate your life. What's important? What is not? Who you want to spend your time with? What you want to spend your time doing? 
it causes you to simplify and release more cares of the world because you begin to see them as lacking importance. You begin to see them as minor and trivial in the big scheme of things. I do not believe that sorrow will ever entirely leave the souls and hearts of those who have suffered a severe loss. I believe it will change form as time goes on and it will grow deeper in your being, but will never go away, just as your love for the person will never go away. However, beauty and goodness and life can grow up around it. If I could give you an example, I would say grief and loss can be like tree roots deeply rooted. They will always remain. If that tree attached to the roots is cut down, Parts of it will obviously die, but the roots down deep into the earth remain, just like the love of the one we lost will deeply remain. Did you know that a tree can grow back if the stump is left in place? Because of the roots still being in place, they can produce sprouts that may eventually grow back into a tree. As time goes on, green grass, flowers, New trees can grow up all around it. So what once appeared to be dead can live again. The landscape, even though once greatly disrupted, can be a beautiful thing again with now different forms of nature around it. Of course, of course, it will be only beautiful because of the nurturing that comes from the greatest gardener ever known. And his name is Jesus. This analogy gives me hope that although things will never be the same as I have known them, God is still the author of my story. And with that story will be new characters, new adventures, new memories, new landscapes. But I will still be given the gift of my old memories as well that I can cherish and the love that I shared with those in the past. A friend recently gave me a book to read titled A Grace Disguised by Jerry Sitzer. Very similar, the author wrote, Gifts of grace come to all of us, but we must be ready to see and willing to receive these gifts. It will require a kind of sacrifice, the sacrifice of believing that, however painful our losses, life can still be good. Good in a different way than before, but nevertheless good. I will never recover from my loss, and I will never get over missing the ones I lost, but I still cherish life. I will always want the ones that I lost back again. I will long for them with all my soul, but I can still celebrate life. You know, I have to allow myself to be sad. And I have to allow myself to also be happy. No day seems to be the same. Recently, I was putting my little boy to bed. And it had been a sad day. And it was obvious to him that Mommy was having a sad day. And after our prayers, he said, Mommy, I hope you don't go to heaven soon. In which I replied, Honey, one day Mommy will go to heaven. But don't worry, because I will be happy 
And he replied, I know you'll be happy, Mommy, but I will still be here and I will be sad. He said, I need you and I need you here. And he began to cry. Of course, I comforted him like any mommy would do. And I said, honey, you don't need to worry about all that. Mommy's right here. And just like you need me, I need you. Mommy's not going anywhere. And in that moment, God in his grace allowed me to see that even through my sadness, I had so much to live for and others around me who needed me. I began to see past the deep sadness and sorrow that I had been living in that day and instead see the purpose in the land of the living. When there is loss, especially a close, severe loss, it shifts things in our identity. There are things in our lives that can make up our identity, such as a family or relationships or careers. And if one of those are taken away, it may feel like a part of our identity has been taken away as well. So we may find ourselves refocusing or rediscovering who we are. That's okay. I'm doing that very thing right now. Remember, God is in the story. Let's not forget, if we are a child of God, our identity never changes. The genealogy, the family tree God chose for us will never change. God determined that a long time ago, and that remains here on earth and in heaven. And because of our kingdom identity that does not change, we will all be part of one big family one day together. You may also learn some things about yourself during the grief stage that could possibly free you or heal you. One day I was struggling and as I sat and cried and I asked the Lord, what was causing me so much agonizing pain? And the Holy Spirit whispered the word responsibility to me. In that moment, I began to have flashbacks and I realized that all through the years I had been carrying great responsibility for others and I felt like I had failed. But the truth was it was never mine to carry to begin with. It belonged to God. When we lose someone, we relive everything over in our minds, the good, bad, the ugly. We think about all the things that we wish we would have said or done. And it's all part of the process. But I have learned that I cannot allow myself to live in that space. I try and refocus on the good things surrounding me. I focus on a sovereign God who is in control of all things. And I focus on his grace. All right. I want to give you five therapeutic things that you can do when you are struggling through grief. And it's important that we heal in a healthy way. So we got to figure out this journey. We got to walk through the stages. And remember, no one can tell you how to do it. And everyone's timeline looks different. But we need to do it in a healthy way. We need to make sure that we do it. So number one, I want to encourage you to journal. If that's not your jam, that's okay. Writing and journaling always helps me. It is very therapeutic to get your thoughts out and down on paper, or if you don't like to write verbally, you can speak your thoughts out or record them. And if there are things you really wanted to say to someone you lost and you weren't given the opportunity to do it, you can write them down. You can write them a letter. You can speak it out verbally. 
Now, this is not in any kind of way, shape, or form meant to communicate with those that have transitioned out of their earthly bodies. No, it is for the sole purpose of you alone, therapeutically, to help you heal and to release things uh, emotionally that you may be carrying and harboring inside. All right, number two, I want you to do something in memory or honor of them that you can apply to your daily life. For example, my brother loved to detail cars and clean them and he was so good at it. So one thing that I do every day is I keep my car clean just the way I know he would want me to have it. We do not eat in my car anymore. Um, we keep everything nice and neat. There's no trash that collects in the car anymore and it's always so nice and clean like it just came from the detail shop itself. The other thing that I do in memory and honor of him is I am building a library on my phone of all uh, of his favorite songs, a different, you know, combination of all different types of songs so that I can listen to them when I'm outside walking and getting some exercise for myself. So those are just some ideas. Everybody's will look differently. Okay, number three, I want you to connect with others on a regular basis that are going through the same thing that you are so you don't feel alone. And I want you to consider counseling. It may or may not be something that you need. And I want you to consider accountability partners. Who are those people around you that can call you up and just say, how are you doing today? Or check on you and make sure that you're not needing anything. Or maybe they just send you a, you know, cool emoji for the day and just send you a smiley face, whatever it might be. But who are those people that can just touch you throughout the day? Number four, read some good, wholesome books in relation to grief, preferably spiritual or nonfiction. And if you don't like to read, check out some great podcasts. Hey, like Shattered in the Beautiful or listen to some great audibles. Number five, worship, worship, worship. So you can listen to music, you can pray, and you can read God's promises Look up scriptures that focuses on God's promises for a bright future. Okay, well, we are getting ready to come to an end today in our episode. And uh, instead of praying today, I'm going to just read God's word over you in regards to how to handle any kind of suffering that you may be going through. So, therefore, since Christ suffered for us in the flesh, arm yourselves also with the same mind. For he who has suffered in the flesh, has ceased from sin, that he no longer should live the rest of his time in the flesh for the lust of men, but for the will of God. Beloved, do not think it strange concerning this fiery trial which you are going through, as though some strange thing has happened to you, but rejoice to the extent that you partake of Christ's sufferings that when his glory is revealed, you may also be glad with exceeding joy. If you are reproached for the name of Christ, blessed are you, for the spirit of glory and of God rests upon you. On their part, he is blasphemed, but on your part, he is glorified. But let none of you suffer as a murderer, a thief, an evildoer, or as a busybody in other people's matters. Yet if anyone suffers as a Christian, let him not be ashamed, but let him glorify God in this matter. For the time has come for judgment to begin at the house of God. And if it begins with us first, what will be the end of those who do not obey the gospel of God? First Peter 4, 1-2 through 2 
12 through 17. The righteous cry out, and the Lord hears and delivers them out of their troubles. The Lord is near to those who have a broken heart and saves such as those who have a contrite spirit. Many are the afflictions of the righteous, but the Lord delivers them out of them all. Psalms 34, 17 through 19. We are hard pressed on every side, yet not crushed. We are perplexed, but not in despair, persecuted, but not forsaken, struck down, but not destroyed, always carrying about in the body of the dying of the Lord Jesus, that the life of Jesus also may be manifested in our body. For our light affliction, which is but for a moment, is working for us a far more exceeding and eternal weight of glory. While we do not look at the things which are seen, but at the things which are not seen, for the things which are seen are temporary, but the things which are not seen are eternal. 2 Corinthians 4, 8 through 10, 17 through 18. So, friends, keep your eyes on heaven. Keep your eyes on eternity. But may the God of all grace, who called us to his eternal glory by Christ Jesus, after you have suffered a while, perfect, establish, strengthen, and settle you. To him be the glory and the dominion forever and ever. Amen. 1 Peter five, ten through 11 And if children, then heirs, heirs of God and joint heirs with Christ, if indeed we suffer with him, that we may also be glorified together. For I consider that the sufferings of this present time are not worthy to be compared with the glory which shall be revealed in us. Romans eight seventeen through 18 You therefore must endure the hardship as a good soldier of Jesus Christ. 2 Timothy 2, 3 Blessed is the man who endures temptation, for when he has been approved, he will receive the crown of life which the Lord has promised to those who love him. James 1, 12 Therefore, let those who suffer according to the will of God commit their souls to him in doing good as to a faithful creator. 1 Peter four nineteen. Well, friend, God will get us through this thing, whatever it is that you're going through, because his grace is sufficient and all his power rests upon us, those who believe. Get up every morning and ask God to give you his abundant grace for each day. And don't worry about tomorrow. Just live in each day. Look for the signs and the wonders and the small joys. Watch a light-hearted movie, snuggle up to someone that you love, and cherish every moment. I hope you have a great week. Hey, if this podcast is blessing you, please don't forget to leave me a comment or review. I love reading those. I will see you in the next show. Love you bunches and live life abundantly. If you like Mommy's show, leave a review. Hey, before you go, if this podcast has blessed you, the number one way you can help me is to leave a review and subscribe to the Shattered and the Beautiful show. Next, hop on over to the Shattered and the Beautiful private Facebook group where you will find a network of friends with daily inspiration. You can reach me at JeannieScottSmith.com. And lastly, please share the episode or review in your social and tag me at Smith Evangelistic Ministries. I cannot wait to meet with you again. Stay tuned for more life-giving podcasts coming your way. Oh,